LeVar Ball is refusing to thank President Trump for getting his son out of China uh, after he was caught shoplifting. He went on CNN to talk about it. Take a look. Are you going to say thank you to me? I'm going to say thank, thank you, you to at me? the end of this interview. I will thank you. I guarantee no. it. No. Are you going to say thank you now? I guarantee it. You know why? Are you going to thank me now? You know why? Are you going to thank me now? Not yet. You haven't earned it why yet. Why are you going to thank me? Haven't earned it yet. But We're no, no. Why are you not going to thank me? Haven't why are you earned it yet. Right now. When you you earn like the word thank you? We're still short on it. That went on for three more hours. <laughs> what is happening right now? Or it just seemed like it. That oh, uh, makes so, my arse tired. So that guy is the dad of an NBA player? Yeah, he's the number. Was he the number one overall draft pick or number two? It doesn't no, matter. Number Super, two pick, superstar yeah. out of college. And this guy is a loud mouth. Well, he's a Don King-like, ceaseless, obnoxious self-promoter. And promoter of his, his boys. And one of his kids got arrested in China. Yeah, yeah. one of his younger kids. Yeah. Plays for UCLA, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, is back here and didn't properly thank Trump or whatever. Was he, is he, he's been this way for a while, right, Sean? Like all through college and everything? Oh, yeah, <laughs> this just, has okay. been his, this so. has been his act since, probably since ever. Yeah, if you're sportsy, this guy is infamous. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he's becoming really famous because he's. <laughs> The president's battling him on Twitter, and, and the both of them are like pigs in slop. You know they are. Yeah, his whole his whole game is get people to say my name. He created, his, which is a smart yeah. game in the modern world. It uh, why I'm not exactly sure how that works. But. There is a line longer than the airport security line of producers wanting to do a reality show with this guy right now outside his. Somebody door. check how many Twitter followers he has. He probably has a gazillion, and if you get enough or a YouTube your YouTube channel or whatever. You can make a lot of money. So, yeah, having your name mentioned is the name of the game. I just, I need to. Like that clip there, that was a perfect indication. I have to enjoy the guy as a clown because he, you know, the way he argues, and he doesn't make any sense, and it's frustrating to listen to until you realize it's just his thing. That's what he's doing. So far, I've been enjoying not knowing who he is, and I may continue that plan if I can. You know, I, it was like, I would make it, speaking of the Kardashians, make it like my relationship with the Kardashians. I'm aware and horrified of the whole phenomenon. And, and like twice in my life, I've flipped on the show for five minutes and thought, wow, wow, and then turn it off again. Yeah. Yeah. He's a perfect hybrid of Don King and the mother Kardashian. Yeah. And so well, we, well we described. Have, we have a couple of more clips of this dude. Well, if somebody does something for you, then you say thank you. Somebody did now, something for you. That's your opinion say that thank he's you. done for me? Okay. I would say thank you if he would have put him on his plane and took him home. Okay. If he really did something for him. Well, do we have another clip? Tell Donald Trump to have a great Thanksgiving because Big Baller is. Okay. He said, (laughs) you know, if he really did something for him, they'd have been on Air Force One with him. It was two days later. So he didn't do anything. He did nothing. That's like, okay. All right. All right. Joe, don't don't focus on the complete wild illogic of it, the stupidity of it. He's it's a game. Oh yeah, you're not hooking me with that. It's show business. He couldn't be more of a clown if his hand buzzed when you shook it. <laughs> yeah. Size twenty three red shoes. If he ends up super rich, it's gonna it's gonna hurt my heart. The it's fact, gonna hurt my heart. Oh, it's done. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his, his kid already has I mean, the... Aside from that, from the, his NBA kids. If oh, he ends up own... rich, it's his own thing. Yeah. Well, like, he's not signing his kids to Adidas or Nike. He's making his own shoe brand for his sons to be, the big baller brand. And, yes. the, and every appearance that he's on, he's decked out in his own clothing line with oh, all his God. brand. Yeah, yeah, yes. And Jack, wow. I'd, I'd like to... times more you're feeling now <laughs> is what he deserves. <laughs> Uh, and I'd like to remind you of uh, one of our mantras that we, we hatched near the the dawn of the show. If crap sells, oh yeah, sell crap. Well, like, I guess at some point I take in this stuff like I follow the Kardashians because I'm I'm amazed at, at the whole thing. I admire the ability to do that. I'm interested in uh, the moment in which we live and where you can pull that off. So I suppose I'll right. follow this guy for that reason if also. If you detach yourself from it, it really helps. Uh, it's Yeah, it's, now, it's amazing. Now, the fact that he has hooked mutually the leader of the free world into a, 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 a Twitter pissing match is just astonishing. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the Trump years. By far the most entertaining presidency ever. Speaking of getting hooked and, and detaching yourself... Those of you, look, for all the, the actual sins of the Trump administration, there have been some and missteps and the rest of it. Those of you who are still believing the Democrat Party line that we're going to def- descend into fascism and Trump is going to suspend the free press and I'm so f- afraid these are dangerous times, the rest of it. You got to get over that. Unwad your panties. This stuff is hilarious. Now, if it'll end in hilarious fashion, I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> this stuff is hilarious. It, well, it's horrifarious. It's horrifying and hilarious. I'll grant you that. All so, right. Speaking of fame. So now I know what that is. Speaking of fame, it took the Daily Beast. I've been flipping and looking in a little bit for, for the truth about David Cassidy. Now, who, I'm not going to... died uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Teen idol of the 70s, TV star. He used to pack arenas. Yeah, for a, for a couple, two, three years. Yeah. He was a legitimate giant pop star. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had a famous blow-up interview with him where, I don't know, we've had a number of requests to replay it. Um, Is that the one where you were asking him about Nancy Kerrigan? Uh, no. <laughs> no, again, that was uh, old, old Tanya Harding. Ah, right. and a lot of people get those two mixed up. There is some <laughs> resemblance. But so he was. we were having trouble getting the connection going, and he was on hold, and I was making jokes like uh, VH1 behind-the-music style jokes about, I mentioned elephant tranquilizers. Because David Cassidy famously uh, had a drinking problem, which probably hastened his death. Right, right. But this was years and years ago. This was before anybody knew that, though, wasn't it? But anyway, he took it personally. He thought I was being serious or something. Um, And it was supposed to be completely ridiculous. So he started the interview angry and belligerent. (laughs) And there was just terrible tension throughout the whole thing. And finally, he bailed. Um, and it, as someone who grew up watching Keith Partridge, uh, to, it hurt me. <laughs> hey guys, yes. you have the interview. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it I, I, I just, I, 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 th- I think the, I think the legend of it is better than the reality, honestly. Okay. It, and <laughs> so anyway, um, so it ends, and, and so we've gotten a lot of comments since he died. I even tweeted, "Now we'll never be able to mend fences with David True. Cassidy. This will haunt me." Um, <laughs> so you're the victim here. But here's here's the well, real... he said so I'm the a hole here is what he said to us right uh, <laughs> well because he was being surly Except and belligerent he said the word and we said David what's what's wrong we're just kidding we're fun he said oh okay so I'm the the ass hat here okay great sure sure I am and he was probably hungover 
It could be. So anyway, and so people think there's actual animosity. Look, here's a guy who be who was a, a serious musician, singer. 105 pounds of androgynous goodness. Oh, my God. Unbelievably pretty. Giselle Bunchen wishes she was as pretty as David Cassidy. Uh, but he was swept up in the fame thing. He was made, instead of a rock guy, a TV pop star, like, second generation of the monkeys thing. Fame took over his life. He found himself yanked down a road he hadn't intended to go. And he ended up an angry, bitter drunk. And I, I, I feel for the guy. I mean, he got fame and fortune. He ended up bankrupt, drunk, with failing organs and... and and, and just seething with bitterness. His dad died uh, an alcoholic death and lit himself on fire. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, so uh, it's not yeah rough family gene for that sort of thing. Yeah, once 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 fame gets you, you're not in charge anymore. I mean, I think celebs are getting a little better at that game now. But here's a dude who got used up, battered, thrown away by fame, and yeah, it's, he probably it's a sad also story. had. A number of relations with a number of young women that you can't even imagine. And it did not fulfill him. <laughs> no. So you're, the, you're, oh my I'm God, not, the tawdry pleasures of the flesh. No, I'm just Here saying, I am waxing philosophical. Uh, and Jack points out that he got a lot of meow. Well, I'm just thinking that <laughs> oh when he was God. filling arenas and making millions of dollars and having the personal life he had, I, I doubt he thought, you know, my life sucks. Yeah, well, he was probably <laughs> slightly conflicted. Um, Aren't we all? <laughs> so. Uh, no, but look how he ended up. For the Partridge family, though, we've interviewed the the lead singer who died last night. Right. Uh, David Cassidy. Keith Partridge. Keith Partridge. We, we interviewed Danny Partridge. We right. had him in studio. Right. We've never talked to either of the little drummers, the nope. little boys. They, they briefly, the first one who was blonde. They had a little blonde boy, then a little Latino boy the for some reason. The second one, inexplicably <laughs> Latino. <laughs> we never talked to Cindy, Sally, whatever the little tambourine playing girl was. Oh, the, right. the the sister, the older sister, Susan who was, Day. She was a like, uh, um, you know, people had posters of her on the wall. Oh too. yeah, Susan she went Day. on to L.A. Law. She had a pretty good career, right? And then the mom, uh, Shirley Jones. Yeah. I have we talked to Shirley Jones? I don't I think so. I think I saw her in a play once. How about Mr. Kincaid? We ever had him? I don't no. think so. We worked for a guy named Dennis Kincaid. <laughs> Different so, guy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I don't even know why I brought that up. Yeah. Boy, was he pretty. Yeah, yeah, he was a really pretty kid. Yeah, yeah, here, look at this picture right here. Oh, no, that's not the good one. That androgynous. Oh, here it is, here it is, look can, at that. You can picture him being completely hairless. <laughs> I can? Oh, well, good. Well, now I can. Super. And I have. Thank you for nothing. Again. <laughs> My dad, because we watched the Partridge Family when we were kids. My dad used to roll his eyes at the, the, that oh. kind of TV star, oh, like yeah. a David Cassidy. Yeah, being you, the the sex symbol. Oh my you god! Get it now? That's 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 who a man is now. Okay. Right. Yeah, great. <laughs> Your dad literally riding a horse and dealing with cattle all day. And this little hundred and five pound wisp. Hairless wisp sex of a man woman. All right. That's it's perfect for adolescent girls. It's a sexless sex symbol. As far as TV theme songs go, this is the ranks right up there, doesn't it? Pretty sure. catchy theme song. Animated partridges cavorting across the screen. Good times, the simpler times. Good, the, the really, you know, Nixon, Martin Luther King, the riots. Simpler, simpler times. times. Vietnam War. Uh, higher crime rate. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. 
the partridges before they die. Oh, we got to get them all on the air. Top priority. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Come on, get Breaking poll news. Breaking poll news. Do we uh, do the donkey for polls? Well, I think this one's pretty interesting. All right. The review committee will take a look at this. Get that donkey off the poll. Given the tenor of the times with the backlash against sexual harassment that's going on across America and trying to figure out where, where is everybody on this? Half of voters think Al Franken should resign. Wow. Half, according to the Politico Morning Consult survey. Yeah. That was taken a couple of days ago. Almost had to be, right? Um, was conducted. Because uh, I think the national thinking has evolved on this. Well, it checking. actually says it was taken after the model came out and said he, uh, you know, stuck his tongue down her throat, grabbed her breast or right. didn't on the plane. Right. But before the story came out about grabbing the buttocks of the woman at the Minnesota State Fair. So it could right. be higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose it could be. I have seen more and more people, including uh, fairly influential women, warning us of moral leveling where we lump all these things together. And uh, Al Franken is no Harvey Weinstein, they're saying. Although, you know, if you have to use Harvey Weinstein, he's a rapist. 50% of American voters think Senator Al Franken should resign over allegations of sexual misconduct against him, while 46% said he should be expelled from the Senate, according to a poll released today. Hmm. And that's the political poll, which is not exactly, you know, right-wing central. No, no. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, well, it just shows that our tolerance for this sexual stuff right now is uh, we ain't putting up with it. Yeah, and the uh, go ahead. Two thirds backed an investigation into Franken's conduct by the Ethics Committee. Um, I've I've heard from uh, those in the know. The Ethics Committee is where charges go to die. Surveyed about Roy Moore, we all know who he is. Fifty-seven percent overall said he should be expelled if he wins. Broken down by political affiliation, 73% of Democrats think Moore should be kicked out if he wins, but 46% of Republicans. Nearly half of Republicans think Roy Moore should be kicked out of the Senate if he wins, and 51% of independents. I know that would get me what I want. Him win, then boot him the hell out. And get her, get her a, a, a more conservative vote in there that's not morally repugnant. That what that poll tells me is that this is not just a media creation. I would agree that sure. the, that that people are uh, are are not liking this sort of behavior. That's the way the country feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, one of the head guys at uh, Pixar is oh, yeah. taking a leave of absent now. John Lasseter is that his name? The guy behind Pixar, Cars, right? And right. Toy Story. Pixar, soon to be renamed Dick Pixar. Really? That seems like a bad idea. It's the only reason I brought it up. <laughs> was for to that make joke. that joke. That's the only yeah. reason. No, yeah, so he's, he's quoting, yeah, drums are rim shot. He's, uh, he's taking a leave of absence to uh, examine his uh, life and his choices and, and the world. And what, what's his last name? Write haikus and work on yoga or something. Lassiter. Lassiter, because I read that um, in the workplace there at Pixar, I, I got a friend whose kid works at Pixar. 
He's a, he's a boy, though, so that helps. But um, it's, it's a company so many of us just love for the creative work oh, they've oh, done oh, through oh, the years. And it's one of your uh, leading high-tech, super cool, cutting-edge companies on the planet. Sure. And he's the top guy. And uh, the, the Lassiter, though, that was a, 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 a verb, a noun, in the workplace for uh, women who got used to turning their head because he, he was one of those hug you every day when you come to work if you're a woman. Mm. I've worked with people like that. Really oh, into the boy. hugging everybody at work because oh, we're such boy. we're a family here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, uh, hug them at work and then try to kiss them so they'd turn their head real fast so they'd get the cheek instead of the lips. So you had to pull the laster maneuver this morning. They, they all referred to it that way. Wow. Wow. So he's taking a little break to evaluate his life. Sure, I think he should. That's healthy. It's smart. Everybody should. All right. It's it's a flood now. I yeah. don't know. I'm uh, uh, I think I'm I'm full up to here. I'm like I'm going to be tomorrow at about 5:30. Right. So I don't know where this goes. Yeah, like I've been saying, there's so many names coming out now that you can't you can't react to them really like with any emotion or anything. Um, right, yeah, yeah. If Pixar, I've got outrage fatigue. If Pixar decide, said, and I don't know who would make this decision, but if, if, if he decided, you know, I'm not stepping down, I'll stop doing that or something, Yeah. or pretend to go to rehab or something, wouldn't he be fine? I mean, what, what pressure is going to be brought to bring him down? There's too many things going on to, like, organize against Pixar, isn't there? Right, yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting thing. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, listen... I slowly but surely slid into behavior I'm ashamed of because nobody questioned me because I've been running this place. And I, I did it because I could get away with it. That's really, I'm ashamed. It's I'm getting terrible. counseling. It's stupid. I'm getting counseling, but at the same time, we have $380 million worth of business in the next you know year and a half that is at a critical phase. Including have, movies your kids are going to love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Sean? I, uh, reading his statement, I get the sense that he... F- he feels like, oh no, I have made people feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that's his. And th- now I, yeah. I, I need to. That's what Charlie Rose more or less said too. That that whole, oh, I, I'm sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable. I had no idea I was making you feel. Well, really? come on. Do you, yeah. you kind of guys that do that? I used to have a boss that did that with all the women. All the women hated it. He was a he. He watched the clock until certain women came into the workplace because I was working in the morning. And they'd come in at 8 o'clock, and, and they'd kind of walk in slowly and kind of do a print and smile. Hey! And he'd run up and give a big hug and kiss on the neck every day because they're just all such friends. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, Ugh. there's a lot of dudes do that. And so you, all you guys who do that, you're convinced that they dig that? You don't know that they're uncomfortable? You don't know that they dread that and talk about it behind your back? You think they look forward to that or, or think that's cool? Really? Man, you are deluded. Well, that's right. So when, yeah, okay. I haven't read Lassiter's uh, statement. I've just heard it characterized. But yeah, if he, the whole, uh, like Louis C.K. Well, that's that's a little different. <laughs> well, it's a little different. But uh, what he said about, I didn't give them a choice. I gave them a dilemma or yeah. whatever he said. Um, it's difficult for me to picture a guy who doesn't get that. Uh, who doesn't understand the position he's putting a woman in, who can't read the body language or the, the facial expressions. I th- Although, you know, every day when I go through the email, I think, wow, how do you face the world with your point of view? So I don't I don't know. I'd, I, I like to, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not cynical enough. I'd like to think there are some guys, maybe Louis C.K., maybe this Lassner character, who thinks, oh, my God, I thought I was just innocent flirting. 
I didn't think that it made them sick to their stomach. Now I'm sick to my stomach. Mm. I'd like to think there are guys out there like that, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. But anyway, I think I think he could weather the storm. I think the Pixar guy could have weathered the storm oh, if yeah. he wanted to. Because there's just so many people out there. And as more politicians come out, which is way more important, way more important, that John Conyers, dude, he, he and people on his staff knew this. They were, they were participating in flying women around the country. He, he had different mistresses over the years because he's been in government for like 60 years. He would fl- they would fly women in to be with him. He's a married man. Yeah. Taxpayer expense. Yeah. And they did it over and over for decades. They've been doing this. Just thinking, well, that's the way it works, I guess, if you're a... Important house member, you get to fly in your mistress at taxpayer expense, and I my job is to arrange the flights. As the head of some committee or something like that, that's unbelievable. Well, and his wife's a crook. He's he's like I said yesterday, three different kinds of crook. So yeah, he's and a, and a lot of us have known this for years. God, what a piece of crap! But the chart is now out of how many cases they settled in D.C. per year over the years and how much money, and it, it's pretty interesting. It's 270-some cases that have been settled. Yeah, just since 1990, I think. That's a lot. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Charlie Rose facing more sexual harassment claims as CBS What gets... are you going to do to him at this point? Yeah, Put him in the grave? I tell you, I'm seriously, I'm done. I don't, I don't, I don't know if... Did he do something extra exciting? CBS getting ready to name his replacement. Stay tuned for the details on this one. Everybody's thinking Oprah. And what Americans are really, really dreading about Thanksgiving this year. Replace Charlie Rose with Louis C.K., that's what I say. (laughs) Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Nobody saw that coming. (laughs) In a shocking broadcast move, CBS is named Louis C.K., the head anchor. At the early show. (laughs) The new Do You Want to Watch Me Do It with Louis (laughs) C.K. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. At the website and the Facebook page, a compare and contrast of David Cassidy and Marshall Phillips, same era, both looking super, super yummy, lovable for, for women at the time. Check it out. huh? Separated think, at birth stuff, man. I actually think you might have been better looking than David Cassidy. Oh, thank you. You, you had picture. kind of a more Nordic manly appearance yes. than the wispy little man. The finno strength was, uh, you know, showing <laughs> oh, through. Float out of you. Yeah. So let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. All right, this just coming in. Former USA gymnastics sports doctor pleading guilty to multiple charges of sexual assault. Dr. Larry Nasser said he did assault several young athletes, including victims under the age of 13. Freaking death penalty for that guy. Death penalty for that guy. So is he going to go to jail or is he past the... 25 to 40 years in prison is what he's facing. God, he ought to, and I hope he has a miserable time. Oh, he will face hell in prison. Yes. Yes. He'll have to be kept isolated and so they don't kill him. But. How old is he? Is he old enough that 25 years would mean the rest of his life? I think he's in his 40s. I'm not, I'm not uh, positive on that. Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll God, see. what a scumbag. Awful, awful story. CBS News and PBS both dropped Charlie Rose Tuesday, one day after suspending him following that Washington Post report in which eight women accused the 75-year-old veteran newsman of sexual misconduct including groping and walking naked in front of them. 
after CBS fired Rose, the network said three female CBS employees came forward to complain about Rose's behavior after the Post article was published. One claims he groped her rear. The other says he grabbed her inappropriately and whispered a sexual innuendo in her ear. We learned about these cases not from the HR department, but from our own investigation of his behavior. So, outside of Tiger Woods, has anybody fallen so far so fast? I can't nope. think of one. That's, OJ was pretty pretty quick, yeah, right? O- OJ, the OJ was pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good one. Yeah. But he's up there with those. Yep. I mean, because he was at the top of respect, and and just seen as well, you know, that that level of elite, powerful, right. look up to, man, just completely gone. I give it six months. A Harvey Weinstein production. Charlie Rose and Louis C.K. in a little laugh, a little tear. Some sort of comedy news combo show for cable. With showering. And robes. Lots and lots of showering and undersized robes. <laughs> and Louis C.K. and Charlie Rose starring, hey, look at this. I'd, I'd close it if I could, but this robe is just too tight. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, CBS is reportedly asking Oprah to fill in for Rose on CBS this morning. While Oprah and, and Gail together on the early show, they'll take that over. It's just, then it's just the Oprah show. America's house frows are wetting their pants with anticipation. <laughs> That's a great move. A master stroke, if you will which Charlie Rose suggested to his co-workers. On another note, President Trump says he's monitoring the Navy plane crash that uh, took place off the coast of Japan. You got eight people rescued. They are okay. Three others remain missing. Search is continuing for the other three. Oh, I've been a- I've meaning to ask my little brother about the uh, Argentinian submariners that are missing. Right. They got a sub went down. They just radioed, hey, we're having mechanical problems, glub, 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 and... And uh, nobody knows where they are. They might be sitting at the bottom of the ocean. And as long as the vessel is intact, yes. they have food and air for a month. A month? Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's but a long time. But nobody knows where they are or what's up with them. I mean, this this is the sort of thing. It's It ought to be an adventure, a, a, a suspense thriller everybody's paying attention to. But That's a long month. Too much groping and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they're not sending up signals and everything does not right. bode very well. Right. Got a new poll out. Shows more than a third of Americans dread the prospect of political talk over Thanksgiving. Oh, man. I have an article, Marshall, actual science on the effect of the current political climate on Thanksgiving dinners. Interesting. It's, it, it's mind-blowing. It's really good. And how they got it is, is pretty amusing, too. But go ahead. A survey by the Associated Press uh, research arm shows that two in ten people are eager to discuss politics. Two out of ten. Democrats a little bit more likely than Republicans to say they're uneasy talking about politics. Women a lot more likely than men to say they dread these discussions over the traditional meal. And a lot of the respondents said they expect the topic of misconduct to blend with any talk of politics. And that is going to make it even more uncomfortable. Wow, yeah, you get into the whole uh, sexual thing, uh, the the Charlie Rose thing, and all of a sudden, well, what about Trump? And then it becomes about Trump and the rest of it. And before you know it, the the drumsticks are flying across the table. People are hurling wine glasses. All Uh, right. (laughs) You got to talk about something. Well. How about that abortion? That's a thing. No, God, no. 
<laughs> you can't come to my house. You come out my driveway, you'll be shot on sight. Joe, you mentioned We're going to talk about pleasantries. What do you think of squirrels? Do you like squirrels? <laughs> Boy, when leaves change, it's pretty. That sort of thing. Joe, you mentioned drumstick. Drumstick is the turkey that was pardoned yesterday by President Trump. Soft on turkeys. Yes, yes, as well as another of the birds uh, as an alternative named Wishbone. Both were pardoned, Trump adding during his pardon. There they'll join Tater and Tot, the two turkeys pardoned last year by President Obama. As many of you know... I have been very active in overturning a number of executive actions by my predecessor. However, I have been informed by the White House Counsel's Office that Tater and Tot's pardons cannot, under any circumstances, be revoked. So we're not going to revoke them. Oh, God. So Tater and Tot, you can rest easy. You got to rewrite that joke. Well, the punchline, you can see it coming. You got to shorten the punchline. Yeah, I'm not bothered by uh, Trump's performance of this. I just think it's unbefitting a superpower to have this little activity. I don't know who it's for. <laughs> You're actually aggrieved by the turkey yeah. ceremony. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I think it speaks to the soft, flabby affluence of the country. Yeah, exactly. That we do this every year. You drag those turkeys out, you say, listen, we're here to give thanks, as President Lincoln declared back in the day, in his great and historic Gettysburg tweet. <laughs> now we're going to lop off these turkeys' heads, chop them apart, and eat them. Exactly. Then do it, right there on the South Lawn. You think Al-Qaeda's afraid to, to, to butcher a turkey? No. We're pardoning turkeys. So, Sean's new feature, Stories We Won't Be Covering, coming up. Also, Joe's got that study about whatever that was. Sounds pretty good. How people are cutting their visits short because they hate each other about politics. Oh, man. That's yeah, I, a know. I know. I no know. I know it's insane. No wonder you want to discuss squirrels. Of course, the squirrel's just been charged with showing us his nuts. Oh, 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 oh. oh That's funny. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> oh, shut up! My plan is just usually to eat as much as I want uh, for several days. And uh, I'm under the weight my body wants to be. Right. So Sci- the, this is all about the science. Yep. Yeah. And the new science says that your, your your body goes into hoarding mode. Right. To try to get back. So if I overeat, it's going to do everything it can to turn that into fat. Every single calorie you take. Yeah. In, that is correct. Fat! Yeah. That's right. So it's, it's Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to take a fun out of Thanksgiving, but I don't know. You know, it could be argued you're going to overeat. So, <laughs> just overeat. <laughs> and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to me. Yeah. But let's talk to Positive Sean. It's time for stories we won't be covering. What's your first headline? 
At least your Thanksgiving conversations won't include beheadings. Jack and Joe, the royals, they're just like us. Now, Prince Harry's girlfriend, Meghan Merkel, did a little bit of a family tree, uh, delving into the family tree, learning about her ancestry. Right. But there was a disturbing revelation. One of her ancestors was beheaded on the orders of Henry VIII who is an ancestor of her boyfriend, Prince Harry. Oh, boy, Lord. that's going to come up some night late in the evening. At the Thanksgiving table. Lord John oh, Hussey. Well, okay, okay. So, I'm sorry. Don't behead me, oh. she'll say. <laughs> the uh, aforementioned beheader, Lord John Hussey, was born around 1465 and quickly became a favorite during King Henry VIII's reign. He served as a king's ambassador, worked as a chamberlain to one of the king's daughters, and was knighted for his battlefield prowess, but... Well, don't just say he worked as a chamberlain. Nobody has any idea what that means. Including me. <laughs> Go on. But that all changed after a 1536 rebellion against Harry, after which Hussey was found guilty of treason and right, thrown in prison that's, and eventually that's, sent to his death. Okay, that's great. That's funny. That mm -hmm. is something to have beheadings in your family history. Oh, yeah. 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 Major League Baseball has added its fourth person to its permanent band list. Oh. Former Atlanta general manager John Coppella, Coppola, I believe is how it's pronounced, has received a lifetime ban from baseball for violating international signing rules. Now, the Cliffs Notes version of this is he, he, he laundered inflated bonuses beyond what baseball teams are allowed when signing foreign prospects. The league has come down hard on this against the Braves. He is banned for life joining Pete Rose, who is banned for betting on games. Chris Correa, who was banned for hacking into another team's database on players. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And Jerry, uh, Jenry Men Meha, who was banned for uh, three strikes and you're out steroids policy. Meanwhile, Mark McGuire's forearms had forearms. He is not banned. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are a bunch of guys on the ballot right now from the steroid year. Barry Bonds for the sixth time. Roger Clemens, I believe, also for the sixth time. God, they got to figure that out. That's they a tough one. they got to let him in. Sometimes. You know, they're pointing out old Joe Morgan from the legendary Big Red Machine, Cincinnati Reds, was saying, you got to keep him out. Everybody was popping uh, uh, amphetamines in that era. Greenies, as they were called. That's right, yeah. Sometimes the headlines write themselves. California man about to launch himself in his homemade rocket to prove the Earth is flat. Hmm. Now, Mike Hughes, oh, boy. his ultimate goal will be a subsequent launch that puts him miles above the Earth, where the 61-year-old limousine driver hopes to photograph proof of the disc that we all live on. It'll shut the door on this ball earth, Hughes said in a fundraising interview. Theories also discussed were uh, included NASA being controlled by round earth Freemasons. Clearly. Hughes promised the flat earth community that he would expose the conspiracy with his steam-powered rocket, which mm. will launch from a heavily modified mobile home. He will be missed. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say a somewhat mod modified mobile home? No, a heavily modified mobile huh. home. Now... Hughes isn't totally an unproven engineer. He set a Guinness World Record in 2002 for longest limousine jump. <laughs> so, I sentence him to death. So this just came out. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. So this just came up in the last week. There are a number of people into this whole flat earth society thing. Yes. I, I was completely unaware. Now, this isn't his first attempt at rocketeering either. He built his first manned rocket in 2014 and managed to fly a quarter mile over Winkleman, Arizona. That flight ended with Hughes being dragged and moaning from the moraines of the rocket. <laughs> the injuries suffered put him in a walker for two weeks. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. Why is that so funny? I don't know. The just desserts. Uh, anybody need any more just desserts? Dragged moaning. Wow. From oh. the remains of his rocket. Yeah. Now, what a good story. Now, while there isn't one single hypothesis for what a flat Earth is supposed to look like, many of the believers envision a flat disk ringed by a sea of ice, which is to hold the water in, of course. Yeah. Oh, exactly. the sea of ice theory. And thank goodness we won't be covering those stories on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Back to you Slightly guys. modified RV, as I understand it. I got to uh, I gotta rent an RV and try that. It's calling to me. Every time I see an RV on the road, I lust. I want it. Mm. I want it. I want that. I want the, the, I've got the wanderlust. So what's stopping you? I don't know. Lack of imagination. I don't, I don't know. We've just got to set aside time to do that. Mm. Should we start, like, setting the vacations that we always take on this show? Well, you can't because you got kids and the school calendar changes. But I've, I've got this thing. I've got, like, this uh, Midwestern work ethic, honorary Jewish guilt every time we take a vacation. I feel guilty every time we take a day off, so the which next, is an insane way to live your life. So the next vacation, you're going to take an RV trip. Where are you going to drive to? It doesn't matter. Hmm. The, the the open road, my friend. The open friend. road beckons. That's right. Wherever the wind blows. Right. The open road is my my Charlie Rose, really. It's beckoning me. It's making me an offer. It's showing me it's crank. And I really, I want to, I want it. Tell you what you do. What's that? You drive up to, uh, you drive up the Montana direction. Yeah. You go to that uh, national park up there. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah. You go up through Canada. You hit Banff. You drive yes. across. You come down the West Coast. I've done that. That's done. a heck of a trip. Done and done, That's sir. That's a pretty awesome trip right there. Merely a question of the date, which I'll yeah. never get around to setting. Banff? Banff. Yes. B-A-M-F? N. M. It's extra hard to say. Banff. It's the sound that rocker guy's going to make when he hits the ground. I thought it was the acronym that Sam Jackson had on his wallet in Pulp Fiction. And it no, makes bam. Yeah, yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's... You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.